fun. And our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the beautiful, the sexy, the talented... Sweating hard already, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hey, what's going on? Uh, we had a big discussion <laughs> if he was going to jump in or not, and then you jumped in. I'm so glad that you did. I'm glad you're glad. Oh my gosh. Okay. He, he was sweating. What were you doing? What were you, what chords or something were you one plugging of my, in? One of my chords went bad, so I had to get under my desk, which is like, there's like a million wires, and I had to troubleshoot, and I found what was going on. And his shirt's already off. My shirt's off. I was getting hot, so here we go. Now you're about to be hot too because it's episode 60 freaking 8. It is part of our live podcast tour, which means it is extra special, extra good, extra tasty. How to get focused when you're not sure what to do. Also, alternate titles, how to get clear when you feel stuck, how to get unstuck, and tell me what to do with my life. All of these are really good titles, and this episode features extra special, extra attractive guests, Ashley and Mike Lemieux. Now, you may recall that Ashley Lemieux um, of The Shine Project, she was on episode 59, so almost 10 episodes ago. We had the pleasure of um, speaking with Ashley, and we did an episode called Life After the Tough Stuff, Trauma and Loss. So if you have not had an opportunity to listen to that episode... It's one of our most popular episodes. Every single day I get feedback from somebody saying how much they loved it, how much it has helped them in their life. So I really recommend that episode. But if you listen to that episode... You're going to even appreciate this episode more because it's entirely different angle, entirely new approach. And the pointers that Ashley and Mike give, Eric, like how good were they? They're awesome because they're awesome people. They are. They're really phenomenal people. And I'm so excited that not only did you get to hear from Ashley this time, but you're also going to get to hear from Mike, who is a brand coach and entrepreneur and helps Ashley and then runs his own business as well. So he has a lot of really awesome things to say. So if you are just joining us, the live podcast tour was a really fun thing that we did in November of 2018. And Phoenix was our first city that we took on the road. So it was so much fun. And I had no idea how many friends I had in Phoenix. I really didn't. There was uh they're pretty raucous, raucous crowd for you. <laughs> It was a ton of fun, but mostly the tour was so fun because the point of it was being able to go to these different cities and bring together people who all just want to feel a little more awesome than they did before. The energy in the rooms was amazing. So we did our Super Duper Fly podcast tour, and one of the main reasons we were able to do it is because we partnered with the most fun, the most fabulous Alaska Airlines, and they were a proud sponsor of the tour and also of this podcast. And I think it was so fun working with Alaska Airlines. I didn't realize how many people thought thought that they only flew like to Alaska. Yeah, before this, I didn't know how, I mean, the routes are all over the place. So they've added a lot on the West Coast and they have huge hubs along the West Coast. So um, that was one of the reasons we were able to keep our tour on the West Coast, the most coast for us. <laughs> but they also fly to Hawaii, Mexico, Costa Rica. Eric and I are trying to get to Hawaii. We also really want to go to Mexico City. Isn't that where you've been wanting to go? No, that's where I want to go. You said you didn't care. But I want to go now. <laughs> okay, now she wants to go. So be sure to check them out at alaskaair.com. And we again, we just want to thank them. And we love traveling with them. And they are my preferred airline to travel with henceforth and forever. On and on and on. We're going to get right into this podcast episode, episode 68. But I do want to remind you that at the podcast tour, we gave our attendees these little how to get clear about the direction of your life workbooks. So every single stop along the tour contributes to the greater question of how to get clear about the direction of your life. In episode 67, we took a broad overview approach with Kevin and Susan. Be sure to listen to that. And now in this stop, where the first step, I really believe, is getting focused. Because this is one of the number one questions we get from people. Eric, do you feel like you get this question a lot, even with people who want to go into music? Uh, 
Yeah, I think everyone has this question. Uh, Very often it's, I love so many things, I'm passionate about many things, or maybe I'm feeling stuck, maybe I'm feeling unmotivated. And Ashley and Mike are going to give three concrete, actionable pointers. Now, if you would like access to the workbook, we have that for you as a free download. And all you need to do to get it is to text the word direction. That's D-I-R-E-C-T-I-O-N. Text the word direction to the number 31996. And that's going to get you access to that really cool work at workbook so that you can listen to all of these episodes. Because like I like to say, it is not just about listening to the episodes and being cute. We want to take action. Action is drop dead gorgeous. So go ahead and get yourself a notebook, sit back and enjoy the show. Phoenix. (laughs) Phoenix. (laughs) We... Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are so excited to be in Phoenix. And one of the reasons we were able to do a bigger show in Phoenix is because of Noah's. And so I first want to say thank you to Noah's event venue. So let's give them. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so grateful to them. And then of course to Alaska Airlines, they put the fly in the super duper fly tour. We need to get the show started, right? And so do you think you guys can help me read the intro? Okay, are we ready? Okay, ready? One, two, three. Welcome to Awesome with Allison. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether, Whether it's by, by laughing at us, laughing, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. Yes! You guys are so good at that. Good job. Good job. I'm here in gorgeous Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you. Thank you. I don't get out of Utah much, apparently. With the one, the only, Mr. Pleasant Pictures, Eric Robertson. Dance, 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 dance. He will later, he will later. Shimmy? Turn around. I am so, so excited to bring our guest onto stage so we can get the real party started. And so I'm just going to go ahead and have Mike and Ashley Lemieux up on the stage. Stand up, get them up, get them up, get them up. point out what's happening right here is Mike was wearing a button-up shirt and then as he's coming up on stage he like ripped it off and surprised me by having one of my Allison face shirts on underneath so, so that's what's happening right here. let's go get on your feet get on your feet let's go all right all right all right Mike and Ashley Lemieux need obviously no introduction in Phoenix Arizona But in case you're just a tiny bit confused or maybe, I don't know, live under a rock, (laughs) a Phoenix, Arizona rock, Um, (laughs) Ashley of the Shine Project shares incredible beauty and light online. She also has her shop, Ashley Lemieux, which just opened in downtown Gilbert. Beautiful, And then of course, her absolutely beautiful husband, Mike Lemieux who is not just Ashley's very sexy husband and arm candy, but he also does amazing brand and business coaching. And I love to pick his brain whenever I can. And so when we were thinking about this topic, how to get clear when you feel stuck or unsure, 
I thought it would be an absolutely perfect topic for you guys to talk about because as your friend and as an outside observer, I know that you guys have created very intentional lives with the work you do, with the work you don't do, with the projects you take on where you live. And did anybody listen to Ashley's episode on my podcast? Did anybody sob their eyes out? <laughs> right? If you haven't listened to that episode, you have something to do on the way home tonight. It's an amazing, beautiful episode where Ashley and Mike share some very hard trials that they've been through in their life. But often when you have trials, that's maybe sometimes all you get to talk about. And you have so much more to talk about making these beautiful, intentional, gorgeous lives that you're doing so much good with. So that's what I wanna talk about tonight. And then after we discuss that, we have three takeaways that Mike and Ashley have prepared, three tips for how to get clear if you feel stuck or unsure. Does everybody feel good about this plan? Okay. Yes. So Mike and Ashley, I'm just gonna ask you and you can decide, have you ever been stuck? Have you ever oh felt unsure? Because yes. I, don't successful people just have it all figured out and know exactly what they're doing? Yes. <laughs> just Mike though. I, I'm telling you, we have this conversation, this poor guy right here, like weekly, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Eric never yeah. has that conversation. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. I fully always know what I'm doing. But it is so hard to always know what you're doing and where you're going and if it's enough and if you're failing or if you're doing okay or if all of the things. So, yes. You felt stuck. I have felt stuck and, many times. And unsure. And unsure. What about you, Mike? Absolutely. I mean, ever since the college days, really not knowing what to do, I didn't even pick my final major until my last like semester, I think. And what did you study? That's true. I think it was business management. <laughs> We're not sure. I, I'm pretty sure, I don't even remember if I got the degree, I think I did. It's hard to know. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, you know, you go job to job and you hit these ceilings, you're stuck. Uh -huh. So you have to figure out a way to get around it or to go into a new building so there's not as high of a ceiling or there is no ceiling. Stop. <laughs> Say it again, Mike what you just said. Sometimes when there's ceilings, you have to look for a way around it or just go to a new building that doesn't have the same ceiling. Come on. I, I love that, a new building. Can either of you think of a specific time, so maybe we can give like a concrete example, and this is what I want you guys to do, is I want you to think about something in your life that you feel stuck or unsure on. Now, I've just been learning this cool new thing, and it's called the four circles of health. And the four circles of health, we need all parts of these four circles in order to feel like a whole, complete person. And the first one is biological. So that's your physical body. So that might be your health, your weight, maybe there's something in your, um, like something on your body that's in pain. So you're, do you feel stuck or unsure? Somewhere there. Then the next one is your psychology your brain, your mental well-being, your health, okay? The next one is your social, your sociology. So your support circle, your relationships. Maybe you wanna work on a relationship with a spouse, a partner, a business partner. Maybe you feel stuck or unsure there. And the fourth place that is very important and often overlooked is your spiritual. And I don't mean spiritual in terms of religion. I mean spiritual in terms of a higher meaning or purpose for your life. That's it. Well, but is this a book? Oh, I'm reading this. Well, yeah. this I've heard this in different. No, I'm just this smart. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, and it's funny because actually, if you go in your notebook, it says, "Am I growing in?" And there's these four different parts: my personal growth, my relationships, financially, my spiritual growth. That kind of covers those. Um, but I just started reading a new book. Um, getting boogie with it. No, 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 no. Good job. That was really good. Um, I just started reading a new book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. And it's by Dr. Amen. Amen. And I'm really, really loving it. And they talk about when they go to treat the brain or they go to treat anyone, you need to treat all four sides. So what I did right there is I gave you guys a long time to think about the answer to the question. Um, can you think of any specific examples of when you felt stuck or unsure and what you did, maybe looking back. Yeah, I actually gonna give a recent example that I haven't really talked about at all, but 
Just last year, so my biggest dream in life ever is to, is to be a published author. Like, that's been my thing, because I was so shy when I was little, and I would just go write and throw things under my bed, and that's just been my dream. So last year, life gave us things that we never wanted to happen, but they came, and so we were trying to figure out, well, what, what are we even going to do now? And I remember specifically one night, I was, I was in my room, and I was, I, I guess you could call it praying, I was screaming um, at God, asking him what, what's, what's next for me, because I felt so stuck, and I just felt so sad, and everything seemed so overwhelming to try to move forward in any direction. Yeah. And um, the very short story to this long story is, is I said, I know that I need to write a book and it's really hard to get published. So in order for it to happen, I need you to open the doors. So the next morning I had in my email inbox, um, a email from one of the biggest literary agents in the country. And I was like, oh my gosh, here's, here's my door opening. Here's my thing. Here's my purpose. I can, I can move forward with this. And we spent six months on this book proposal. And he was 2,000% sure we were going to get this awesome book deal. And that's what I kind of set up for this year to be doing. And um, in April, I got my final rejection letter back from all 25 of the biggest publishers in the nation telling me that they weren't going to publish my book. And I remember getting that final rejection letter and feeling so rejected and feeling so <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? If these people are telling me that's not this enough or that enough or, or I'm not this enough or that enough, then I'm not and I'm done, I'm out. And I went through this really confusing time where I just kept feeling stuck, but internally, I knew what I was supposed to do, but now with these other doors closed, it seemed so much harder to get there. So what I did next was, I thought to myself, Ashley, what is it that you really want? And what is it that people really need from you? And why are you allowing these other people to tell you what you're allowed to do in your life? If you wanna make this happen, go make it happen. So I said I was gonna self-publish my own book, and we we're going to make it happen, and we we're going to figure it out. And along the way, um, got I did get picked up by a publisher, but that never would have happened had we stopped. Had I stopped when I was told no, and I think for me that's been the common theme of feeling stuck and getting unstuck. You don't get unstuck just because the magic carpet like yeah. flies up to take you away to where you want to go. You get unstuck because you don't take no for an answer and you don't take unhappiness for an answer. And you don't take anxiety about your future for an answer. You, you decide and you know that you are the only person in control of what happens next and you go for it. Woo! Yeah. Thank you so much. And remember how sharing is caring? That's an incredibly difficult thing to share with people. So I just want to give you one more, like, thank you Thanks. for sharing. Because the funny thing about doing anything that turns out well is for me, it hasn't just made it easier for me to do more things. It actually makes it harder. <laughs> because what if the next thing you do isn't as good as that other thing you did? And so you're incredibly successful. Everyone loves you. And to be able to openly share, I was rejected 25 times. Like, yes, thank you. I mean, that is so amazing. Mike, can you think either in your life together or anything you, you want to add to that? Honestly, it's tough to add anything to Ashley, but I have some practice. <laughs> but you do so, every yeah, day. Do. Yeah. Uh, a similar aspect that we talked about the ceiling and feeling stuck. So the first job that I had out of college was working at a grocery store in their management training program. And it was actually the only place that offered me a job. And I was interviewing for several months right before I graduated. And so I took the job. I realized very quickly that if I wanted to move up to store manager, which was the next step, that it was going to take me several years. It didn't matter how good I was. It, I was basically fighting a bunch of red tape and politics that I could not get around. And I don't know, have you guys ever felt like you're just supposed to be doing something more? 
Every day, Mike, every day. And, and it's not that you're supposed to, it's more of like that you can, but for some reason you're in this position, whether you put yourself there intentionally or someone else put you there, and you can't get out of it. I had a conversation with Ashley a lot, and she looked at me and just said, you're not stuck. She literally said that. So while we were on this journey of going through and trying to figure out. Yes, that was so sometimes good. Sometimes you have to make sure the people are listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too intensely listening. Yeah, yeah. So while we were going through this, I realized I need to figure out a way to unstick myself. How do you do that? It was really hard because I had no other job experience other than a couple of other things that I had been doing before, but it was no practical experience. So I had to think, what can I do to try to create an opportunity for myself? And so I actually started looking to Ashley and saying, what can I do to help her business grow? I turned that into something that led to another job, which was working with social media influencers I joined this tiny startup as the first employee. He convinced her somehow to give him a job as her first employee. It's like a really big, it's like a really big thing. <laughs> like he made a job for himself. Yeah. Because I looked at what she was doing and I thought, I wonder if I can make the business grow by sending product to these people that have followers, whatever this even means on Instagram, whatever that is. This is like seven years ago. Yeah. And it worked. It turned into a job. We grew, and in less than two years, that company sold to Disney, and I was able to work for Disney for two years, running all these influencer campaigns, and then I still felt the whole time like I was supposed to or could be doing more. And it's so weird, I'm working for Disney. That's a great company. They have some cool parks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into them. Yeah. yeah. The coolest part of working for Disney was I, get to, I got to go for free. I don't, I don't do that anymore, so I'm sorry. You don't need to Good cheer time. about that. But, and I even got discounts on churros. So, uh, My goal at Disneyland is to eat as many churros as possible. So, it, why are they ridiculous. so good? It's ridiculous. It really is, because it's like, just had a churro, I need another churro. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't feel bad, like, oh, I shouldn't have another one. It's like, yes, it's time for another churro. So. The ones in Cars Land and the orange cones have like seasonal ones, <sighs> with, just so you know. dipping us. Just so you know. Anyway, so I felt like I was supposed to do something bigger. Yeah. And something happened at the end after the two years that we were all there and everybody that wasn't in LA was gone now. And so this gave me the opportunity to either go work for another corporation or start my own thing. And I was super scared. But I had a ton of experience, a lot of confidence, and I believed that now was the time, finally, to unstick myself. But I was super nervous. I did, it's been really successful so far. There's been a ton of hiccups and a lot of learning, but it's been going really well. My, my, my career path is similar to yours where I've done different things. And I had the same feeling like, yeah, this isn't where I wanna be right now. But I, I noticed that it's totally okay to be like on this part of your journey. Or, or, or and, and not feel like you're supposed to be there, but all of the things you've done has, like all those experiences, even though that's not where you're supposed to end up, has been like essential for what you're doing now. It was like the stepping stone. And so what I, what yeah. I, what I believe is like being stuck is not a bad thing. It's, it's kind of like, it's I just, love it's, that. Yeah. It's just. I love that. Well, you don't even, you don't even know what I'm saying. But I be, no, I love that being stuck is not a bad thing. No, I don't thing. think it's a bad thing because. Because we, because I almost unintentionally labeled it as bad. Yeah, it's not How bad. do you get unstuck when you're stuck? I think. Like I, think I vilify it. I think it's like, um, you've you've grown to a point and you're not going to grow, and the universe is saying like this is your time to pivot, and at that point that's when like fear like really overtakes you because you're super vulnerable. And that's why it's so hard to get unstuck, I feel. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I always like to think of it as, I didn't really play a lot of video games, but you know like on Super Mario Brothers, and there's the boss at the end of the level, <laughs> is when you're getting to the end of a certain level, you have to fight the boss, right? And it's so freaking hard. 
and you're like, I can't, I can't, bar- I can barely fight this boss, and then you fight it, and then you get to the next level, but where are you at the next level? The beginning. You're at the bottom of the freaking next level. <laughs> and you're like, I just fought that boss. <laughs> I just like clawed my way to this level. Why do I feel like, oh wait, this is a good time because these are exclusive on the tour. Why do I feel like a giant piece of crap again, right? It doesn't serve anyone when you feel like a giant piece of crap. And for me, it's because I'm at the bottom of that next level. Yeah, and that's when you're so vulnerable because you- It's so vulnerable. Yeah, it's hard. I love that. Thank you. I love you. So, well, I love you too. <laughs> Isn't he so good? He's so good. Okay, so Mike and Ashley, I asked you guys to come up with three tips. And I absolutely loved your tips. And I want to make sure that everybody gets these as a takeaway tonight. Um, your first tip, you want me to throw it to you or you got it? I mean, I... It's your show. It's like you, <laughs> you I'm glad it, it, you it finally noticed. Yeah. It's, it's awesome with Eric. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. awesome with Eric. Um, I loved your first tip. And your first tip was don't be a prisoner to your routine. Tell us about that. I think so often, it, it, first of all, it is so easy to just do what you've always done. So you wake up in the morning, whether whatever that looks like, go to the gym or not go to the gym, or get your kids ready for school or head out to work or all the things, and then do what you do throughout the day and then come home and then you're tired, so then we're scrolling on Instagram or we're watching the Netflix. or we're, And it's so easy to just become this cycle that's always the same and so then progression stops happening and you're just living like this hamster wheel life yeah and we call it a life yes it's comfortable and that's the thing it's not that we're hamsters right it's that it's comfortable and being uncomfortable is uncomfortable yeah (laughs) really uncomfortable so just recently, um, <laughs> I uh, took a big um, whiteboard and I said, Mike, we're having a whiteboard meeting this Monday morning. First thing, that's what we're doing. So I said, I need you to go to the Staples and get a easel and a whiteboard and we're having a, a meeting thing. And so now yeah. we do that though every Monday so that we can have a clearer plan for our week and be <gasps> more intentional about what it is that, that so we are much. doing so that our routine, because especially now that it's just us and we live away from a lot of our friends and family and yeah. and we're together all the time and so it can just become I don't know why she's laughing daily. when she says that. <laughs> we are together all the time. I love it. <laughs> That's like a nervous laugh, like all the time. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to break it up and well, you have know more intention behind it. I love is before I do anything new, I like having something to buy. And so I'm super excited yeah. that we can't do this until I go buy a new whiteboard and then yes. the new pens and then coordinating magnets. But it'll be it'll be like glittered and it'll be yeah. sequined. Yeah, 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 it's totally fine. Well, I'll probably have to do it from a DIY and like you're gonna have to yeah. do the hardware. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll, have, I'll have glue on my hands. Yeah, so I'm really excited because I love that, having a weekly planning meeting. And then I break that down into daily. So now that. every morning before I start my day, the very first thing I write it in a little journal but the, the very first question or the very first statement I say is my intention today is I found myself getting really just overwhelmed with all the things I had to do all the time and I it felt like I was it. just float like life was just carrying me instead of me forging through life and so when I can become more purposeful about very specific things so I start with um, what is my intention? My intention today is what can I let go of today? Oh, that's today, so what I wrote, what, what, my, what that was is I'm going to let go of anxiety and choose more gratitude for the, for the things that I have. Um, the other thing I write is who can I help today? Because then that gets you outside of that habit of everything's, you know, we internalize everything yeah. and we... And that can be so hard, and then it helps me just be able to focus on who, who might need me today. So I love that. I love that. So the first tip was don't be a slave to your, your routine. And I loved how you gave that, setting an intention for your day. And what I like about the difference between an intention and a to-do list, because this is something I try to do as well, is the to-do list will never end. The to-do list will never end. And even if you do everything on the to-do list... 
you just keep adding to the to-do list. And so that intention of I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to let go of anxiety, you can go to bed tonight and even if you only did it for five minutes, that intention was there. So I absolutely love that. So I think that plays really well talking about that to-do list into your tip number two, which was shut it down. So do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, shut it down. Shut it down. So that's everything. We, there's so many noises and distractions today. The phone, Netflix, laptops, email. We go to our emails 20, 30 times a day just waiting for somebody to write us a message. A good one. And we'll sit there and yeah. refresh and refresh and refresh until we get it. Or maybe that's just me. I've never, I've never done that. <laughs> maybe I need to yeah. stop doing that. I don't know. But what I have found is that when I intentionally pull myself out of whatever situation I'm in, when I feel my heart racing a little bit, my anxiety is getting a little bit higher, I don't, I don't know why, I just turn everything down and off and I close it and I walk away. And when I do this, I instantly get more clarity with what my intention is for the day. Mm. Have I been going towards it or not? And I'm way more productive at that point. I'm able to focus more. And I think too, it's because you are able to start focusing on your life instead of comparing it to what everyone else is doing. It's really yeah. hard to have clarity for your life when you're thinking, well, I'm not like her, or I didn't get invited to that event like oh she gosh, did, yes. or she's a better mom than me, or she has a better business than I do, and we're, so we're looking at what everyone else is doing in their lives, and of course we're going to feel confusion and not feel clarity about what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Like, how could you? And so shutting yeah. it down and just being able to be where you are and acknowledge that and not escape, try to escape through other people's lives so that you can start to have a clearer plan of what you can do to keep moving forward. I love that. You have anything you want to add? I uh, can tell I, you I just did. Kept, I just kept thinking we went to do the podcast at your house and I'd never met either of you. And I didn't know these things, like what your, these takeaways, but I totally, like we came to your house and it was clean and beautiful and like Mike was doing some work. You guys are so organized and I can just tell that you like truly live these principles in your life and especially after the tragedies you've gone through, some people would, could go so far the other way, but you guys have truly like lived this, which is so awesome. So I just really respect that. Thank you. And may I just say the day we met was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> It's like bromance. It was literally... I'm being serious. We text and DM. <laughs> not, not just memes either. Like also, real, real good stuff. Do you, have any of you watched my youngest Nobody Cares About Your Kids, right? Fiona, right? So we know like she's very sassy. She's a real... She's a rascal. She's a rascal. Like, rascal and she's also like she doesn't suffer fools. Like, she's not going to hang out with you if she doesn't like you. Like, she, she doesn't care about your feelings. She is obsessed with bike. 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 She worships him. And for me, I'm just like, she knows good people. She know good, knows. She talked sentences for, like, 20 minutes to bike. To bike. Yeah. I'm like, we didn't even know who this kid was. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk? Like, we didn't yeah. even know. <laughs> So I love that. So we're moving through the three steps of how to get unstuck, how to get clear when you feel stuck or unsure. And the first tip was don't be a prisoner to your routine. The second tip was shut it down. The comparison, the distractions, the overwhelm, you just need to shut it down. And your third tip, I love this so much, is check your fear. Yes. Tell me about it. So here's the thing. I think that deep down, like underneath all the insecurities that we have, underneath all of the pain or the grief or the, the messy stuff that happens in our lives or the lies that we tell ourselves, that deep down, we know what it is that we're supposed to do or that we want to do. Like, I really believe that it's there, but if we acknowledge that it's there, that means we have to start stepping out of some comfort zones or some boxes that we've, or some walls, if you're like me, like some huge castle walls that you've yeah. built around so that you're just there and nothing can get in and nothing can go out. Um, and then you get stuck. 
And so for me, checking your fear looks a lot like, oh my gosh, if I feel called to do this, am I not doing it because I'm too afraid that I'm gonna be rejected, or that's gonna be too hard, or that's too much of a risk, or that I'm not gonna be good enough, or that, that it means I have to change all these other things in my life. And I think so often, the reason that we feel stuck is because we let our fear be the pilot of our journey, and, and we, lose, we lose control to it. So check, check yourself. Check if, your fear. If my jumpsuit would allow me, I would just like lay down on the ground. <laughs> just like if I could. Did you? I, I love that because fear can, fear can swallow up everything and make you so paralyzed. But also just from everyone's lives, I'm sure like in 10 years, you will all be doing something different. It might be in a related field, but we're all gonna be doing something, something different. So with, our, with our kids, with, with our families, with like everything. even if it's not your own business, like 10 years from now. So you can, so I can, I can get like, I know what I wanna do and it's super overwhelming to get to that point, but just like in Mike's career, you've done all these little like legs to get there. And so it's okay to like not, I think to, to head in the direction, but not be worried that you're not doing exactly that thing at that time. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, the fear of not going exactly where you want can be overwhelming, but just try to keep heading in that direction. And I think that for me, what my big trigger is, it's not gonna be as good as I want it to be, so I'm not even gonna bother, right? Because everything has to be the best. I, I've called it the Allison standard. It has to be the best, it has to get so much praise and feedback, more than I've ever anticipated or expected. And if it doesn't, it was the worst and it was a failure. And then also I have to suffer and make my life and everyone else's life a living hell because the more I suffer, the better it's gonna be. And the only way, right? Wait, anybody, anybody, right? Yes, yes? yes. give me an amen, thank you. And when I was thinking about, and I like this idea of stuck and unclear and reframing it not as something negative or just something we immediately need to fix, but when I was thinking about what does it mean? Like what can it trigger for us that when, when we feel stuck or unclear? And I thought the first thing was one, exactly what you said, we're letting fear take the wheel. We're letting fear guide us. Or for me, that we need to ask for help. And that is so hard for me to do. Um, and even, <laughs> he's just shaking his head. But even just acknowledging if you feel stuck, that might be the universe, God, your inner spirit guide, telling you that it's time to ask for help. And I think the reason we don't ask for help most of the time is because of fear. And so I absolutely love those three tips. Did you guys get them? Do you love them? Okay, thank you guys so much. Now what I wanna do is I wanna open it up to Q&A. Do you feel good about that? Feel yes. pretty good about that. You guys that. feel good about that? Okay, okay, everybody just like shake it out for a minute, yes. Okay, take a deep breath in. And we're gonna release it. Okay, McKenna and Michelle, Thank you guys so much for asking your questions. Oh, what the hell? McKenna and Nichelle. <laughs> come through your questions and they are going to call some people. And if we chose your question, aren't we giving them something? What are we giving them? Stickers. <laughs> well, I thought we were giving them a drop and go wallet. We're giving them wallets. Okay. <laughs> she was just testing it. Yes. Like, who loves Nichelle? <laughs> Guys are getting wallets. Yeah! Okay. These are my favorite. They are the best. You drop them in your bag and go, hence the name Drop and Go. Okay, so who do you have first? Uh, Kylie Wright, where are you at? I'll have you do it. Okay. All right, come Sharing on. Sharing is caring. We're giving her a big round. Uh, yeah, I'm not just kidding. Okay. And stand up, sister. Mm -hmm. um, how do you strike a balance between self-care and service for others when you're exhausted by like family drama or mental health problems? How do you strike a balance between self-care, mental health, when you've got family drama and probably just people, other people than yourself you need to take care of 
and also maybe just life? Yes, and serving others. Because I think that this is such a good question because I think self-care gets a bad rap because it easily can go from self-care to self-obsessed, right? So what, what do you guys, what do you think? I feel like we've been prepared to answer this question for several years. Okay, so bring it. You're, you're in luck. Would you like to... What Go would ahead. You? You, I could feel you like wanting to yeah. jump out of your seat to so, answer. When you have things that are happening around you, people will try to take your good energy, mm. right? What that means is if you want to help somebody and you're helping a taker, all they're going to do is take. If you're a giver, that's very toxic for you. Can we give an amen to Mike? Yes. So what you have to do is shut it down. And you step back and you look at what is actually happening in this relationship with whoever it is. I don't care who it is, whoever it is. And you think to yourself, am I better when I talk to this person? If the answer is no, I think you know what to do. I also think, too, helping other people at the expense of you and your soul isn't helping someone else. It's destroying you. And we have to be really careful um, that you have all of the good things in you for a reason. And if, and if they're sucked up and they can't be used, then they're sucked up and they can't be used, but sister, that's on, that's you to, you get to decide that. And I think that's something, especially too, as women, we feel like we have to help and save all the things and all the people at our expense. But the most powerful thing that we can do is choose, is choose. You get to choose. And, and so that's something that we try to do now is be really aware of what we are choosing to give our time, energy, and attention to. And when you choose not to give to that situation, the taker goes to another giver. And I think when you can't just cut somebody out of your life, right? Maybe it's a mother-in-law. Not, not from personal experience. Not mine. Not She's your niece, your mother-in-law's here. Right? She's but this, right over there. It's not her. I get this question a lot from people who are like, because on your drop-and-go wallet that you just won, it says, invest in people who invest in you. And you're like, but I can't uninvest from my sister. I can't uninvest from this loved one who has a terminal illness. I'm going to feel like a huge jerk. Right? If you're in that type of situation, that's where the invest in people who invest in you is particularly poignant. Because I'm like, I pronounced it right. Um, because you can still have a relationship with someone and not invest emotionally, physically, yep. every ounce of your energy. So I don't, it's not realistic to just cut off relationships with people in your life. But guess what? My sister, who is my best friend, when I feel like she is not calling me back or whatever she's doing, I stop investing so much of my expectations and my emotional well-being into that relationship. And then when she comes back to me and she's ready to give it back, I'm ready to receive it, right? And I love what both of you said, though, is you got to shut it down. And we do this thing where we think we're doing people favors by serving them begrudgingly, are you? No, you're not. And after my accident last year, I couldn't serve other people as much. And it sucked. I hated it. And have some people who are used to having me serve them a lot, are they not really in my life as much anymore? Yeah. And I can beat myself up about it, or I can say, Look who's left behind, right? <laughs> the weak have been separated. <laughs> um, it's just a good way to reevaluate re the relationships in your life. Another, another thing, too, is the question of balance, like how do you balance? That's, that's like a to-do checklist. Trying to balance something is super hard. And I've watched you be able, like, you, you, I, th I think I've watched you, like, when you don't self-care, 
then you actually can't help people. So there's no balance. Yeah, so I think when you make take the word balance and just just kill it. Just yeah. so, so yeah. I guess you just you, you decide that I'm a person who self cares, and then when you self care, you actually have gas in the tank to help people. Because if you don't, you, yeah, yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for that question. Okay, yes, good job, good job. We answer questions. We do so good. Okay, is there another one? There is. Melissa G, where are you at? Melissa G. Oh, you look terrified. Is it you? Stand up, sister. You're gonna get a drop and go long. Yes! Hi. <laughs> what is the best thing about working with your significant other and the hardest? And also, any advice? <gasps> Give it to him, or do you want us to? You, I feel like you, you start this one. You start. <laughs> Tell us, Allison. Take us on a journey. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Eric and I have always... D- tell me your first name again. Melissa, do you work with your husband? Okay, and what do you guys do? You fl- ooh, flippers, they flip homes. Cool. And how is that going for you? <laughs> but she wants to know more. <laughs> Give me your advice. How long have you guys been doing it? He started working with me a year ago. He started working with you a year ago. So it was something that you were doing, and you found success in it, and then he's now helping you, probably because you had so much going on and so much to do, you just needed help. Am I psychic? <laughs> No, I'm just like really good at it. No, okay, what did you just say? He hit his ceiling. So it was two parts. He hit his ceiling where he was at, and then you needed help. You were at your wit's end. Okay, and what is his role? Is it okay that I'm asking you these questions? Thank you, thank you. Okay, let's give her a, come on. What is his role in your business? Take it off, girl. Okay. So, yeah, we're still trying to figure that out every day and depends on the flip and depends on our schedule and... Okay, so do you feel comfortable standing up? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Yes! Okay, you're good right there. You're good right there. I won't make you get on stage and I, like, snuggle you. Okay. So, every day it's, every day it's different. Yeah. My first piece of advice would be outline a role. Outline a specific role, and here's why. I'm very bad at that. So, Nichelle, what is your job? What the hell, Nichelle? Hell, Nichelle? What's your job? Listen to what you say and write it down. Yeah. Describe. <laughs> do, do you... Is that right job? Yeah, that, was that right? Do, do you ever feel like you're doing enough? No. No. <laughs> they both said, does your husband ever feel like he's doing enough for you? Oh, no. No. Was that a hell no? Hell no. That was a hell no, right? right? So, what Nichelle and your husband have in common, <laughs> I gotta say, Provo was a little quicker on the Nichelle guys. I mean, I don't know. So, what they have in common is that they've come into a position that didn't exist before, and they're trying to make it for themselves. Sometimes it's hard to know exactly what you need, and then sometimes it's hard um, to like know until they're actually doing the position. So he's been working with you for about a year. No, he's been there for about a year, I think, and Nichelle has been with me. Yeah. It's amazing how many times I say her name, right? Um, she's been with me for almost a year. And one thing that Eric and I were just recently talking about is we're going to go through and we're going to reevaluate what her exact title and role is. Um, And I'm going to have Eric help me do it because I feel like I'm so down in the muck on it and I can't see it clearly. So maybe bringing in an outside person, either, like I said, like when you're feeling stuck, it could be a sign that it's time to ask for help. So for you specifically, I would think maybe bringing in an outside perspective to help outline that role and then do yourself and your husband been a favor and give him a clearly defined role because otherwise it's never going to be enough his work will never be done and then it's going to start to affect your relationship did you know that I was going to go into like Allison business coaching mode I'm really sorry right I'll tip you later what I'll tip you later okay thanks. Yeah, yeah yeah okay was that helpful yeah. okay do you guys you can sit down give her a big round okay 
Do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, I think quickly I will add too. It, it's so important for us because he has his own business and I have mine, but we like to soundboard off each other and talk. We, we can talk about work and business things that we're doing literally 24-7. And so sometimes we have to be like, okay, this, is, this boundary is a no work zone. And so we are doing this and talking about anything else that does not have to do with work so that we can have like a relationship that isn't in work. And then sometimes I'll say, hey, do you have a time on this day? Can we set a meeting? Because I need help talking about this or doing strategy on this. And so we have to be really careful that everything's just not like this. Like there's some boundaries sometimes. I would also say when you're discussing roles, I think it'd be really, it's really important to know what each other's like favorite thing of the job is. So you both, when you're choosing responsibilities, you both can respect like who likes that more, who's better, who comes more alive when that happens, and you'll be, have more job satisfaction when you're divvying, divvying it up. Yeah, thanks. Okay, did you guys find that helpful too? Okay, we, okay good, thank you. I think, I think the big takeaways from that in life, in all areas of life are, we feel stuck and unsure when we don't have a clearly defined role for ourselves. And so this is something I learned is I always felt like a bad mom. I'm a, I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad mom. I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't do this. And I had a therapist say, what does a good mom do? And I was like, are you kidding? I've, I literally don't. I hadn't thought about it. Right? And so for me, one thing I focus on is Um, because I have like a lot of guilt if I have to travel or be away from my kids. And she said, well, do you think that, or even at that point, I wasn't even traveling. I just wasn't at home all the time. And she was like, do you think that a good mom needs to be with her children all the time? And I said, no, I don't actually think that. And so when we talk about clearly defining those roles, if, you're, if you constantly hear yourself saying, I'm unhealthy, I'm unhealthy, well, what does a healthy person do? And then you start doing those things. And then rather than just having this negative story looping in our head, right, we're able to, like Ashley said earlier, meet that intention for the day. And so one thing that I believe that a good mom does is I believe that she talks to her children and interacts with them in their love language. It's just something I came up with. Yeah, even for a little bit, like you don't. Like, yeah, oh, you and, and I don't. And I used to say like for ten minutes a day, for twenty minutes a day, and then I was like, nah, that's hard. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not working for me. <laughs> and so Rad, again, nobody cares about your kids. He loves eye contact. He is like a little sponge. He'll just stare into your eyes. He just will melt. <laughs> and I just like mother boy him and his freckles and. Mm. And I just stare into his eyes. And when I feel like a bad mom, I say, when was the last time I stared into Rad's eyes? And then I have that positive to do, that positive. So setting the roles and the definitions for yourself, whether it's working with your partner, your own job you're giving yourself. Like Ashley said, she's writing those things out at the beginning of the day. And Mike, like, here's the role I want to create for myself today. Um, Those clear definitions are freedom. Not just definitions, but clear definitions. Okay, I think we can do one more question. Tatiana? Is it on? Ooh, oh, yay! Okay, sharing is caring. Come on now, I know, I know. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing really good. How do you stay patient in the process of getting where you want slash feel you should be? I am not the person oh, for that question. Same. <laughs> Zen husbands? I know. I might be heavier to us, I think. Well, I might be weird in this way, but like, I started a new business in January, and, <laughs> and um, I just had the expectation that it's gonna take a long time, and I'm gonna make, a, I'm gonna make so many mistakes. I've already changed pricing, like, 
three or four times. I've changed the packages. I just know that I'm going to go through all this. He's literally always working on and his I'm website. And I'm kind of like excited to, I'm not excited to fail, but I'm like, I'm just excited to get through it because I know I have to go through it. So I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And, I, and um, it's very different from her. Where, where, <laughs> Who? She's, where she's, well, that's why you're so great. I mean, but she's not patient and everything's very dramatic. <laughs> no. But I mean, I would just say this. When you're, when you're starting something, you have to learn, you're going to learn so many things to get, to grow, to that place, to become that person, to have that relationship. It's like to get something great, you have to go through a lot of stuff. And you can either hate it or you can accept it. You don't have to love it, but you can just be like, it's going to come and I'm going to learn and I will, I will get there. And so I've really like tried hard to have that and it's made this year awesome in a way. Like I'm just really enjoying like learning this and I'm going to figure it out and have a huge media company. So. Um, yeah, that was so good. Okay, I think I can do this in Phoenix, but are any of you familiar with a program called Especially for Youth? <laughs> EFY. I attended this church camp program as a youth uh, at BYU campus, and do you guys remember the EFY CDs? <laughs> Does anyone know where I'm going with this? There was a CD called Joy in the Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Jade was amening Joy in the Journey so much. And I, I know, for me, I have a very hard time with patience. Like a really hard, like ask. She, she suffers a lot more than she needs to. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> your husband is like pointing at you behind your back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, this question has really changed things for me is what is the meaning in this moment? What is the meaning in this moment? And I can't even say like in this section, in this week, in this month, it has to be this moment because that's how impatient I am, right? Like 10 seconds is a long time. And so um, asking that question, what is the meaning in this moment? Uh, it really will shift everything. When I'm waiting in a grocery store line and I say, what is the meaning in this moment? It could be, notice something about the cashier so when it's your turn, you can compliment her on something. And like today we were at Wetzel's Pretzels. <laughs> yeah. And Santan place. It was great. It was great. Fun. And I was starting to feel like a titch anxious about tonight, just like a titch. And I was watching the girl behind the counter and I thought, she's so good at her job. She killed it. She oh, was so good at her job. And I went into, I should ask her what she thinks the meaning of life is. And then I was like, don't weird her out. That's like not what she needs right now. And I was like, maybe instead of asking her, because I was feeling all existential, like I do, like, what is the meaning of life? You seem to have it figured out. Tell me. I thought, I'm just going to reflect back to her that she seems to have it figured out. And I said, you, you are really good at your job. She was like, oh, well. I'm like, you are moving. She's like, and she had a whole reasoning for exactly what she did. She likes to get people out of there in 30 seconds. She's the manager. She, she specifically said, I don't want any waiting in line, anyone waiting in line. She that's how I feel too. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so for me, that has really shifted things for me because have any of you stood in a grocery store line and felt personally victimized? <laughs> <laughs> not my grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not the one you were at. Um, for me, that meaning in the moment has really helped me with my patience. Um, and so I hope that helps you too. Did also, you guys? Also, one more thing. If you're not patient now, you're not going to be patient when you get what you want either. So <laughs> just, just be patient now. I was rolling my eyes. I know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's the Eric show right yeah, now. Yeah, the Eric. I mean, and Allison too. <laughs> and Allison too. <laughs> Did you guys have anything you want to add to that? Guys, I'm the least per patient person ever. So no, I go boxing every morning for a reason. Somebody just like gotta Ooh. punch it out, you know. Yes. It's either so the bag or me. It's so. either the bag or <laughs> that's not true. I <laughs> so yeah, I'd I love that. But I think um, getting aggression or anger out, and I think I didn't realize I labeled. I, did, I, I was never angry. I don't get angry. I get annoyed. Mm. 
Frustrated. I just get frustrated. I'm just like a little annoyed. I don't get angry. Only, you know, people who can't control themselves get angry, right? And when I realized I was mislabeling that, also, again, pointed out by a very nice trauma therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking. It's like saying I don't sweat, I glisten. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. And he's like, like, annoyance is anger with a, um, a loss of control. That's it. And I was like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> and now I'm angry. Um, labeling anger, being okay with anger, because that impatience, I, you seem like a chill girl over here, right? She's like, uh-uh. But like, do you get angry? Yeah, fresh, you get frustrated, huh? And I like how Ashley's like, go and hit something. Like, I hit the pavement with my feet, right? She punches the bag, like, go and hit something. And I love the idea of getting, getting that frustration out. Okay, unfortunately, I think we have to say goodbye to Mike and Ashley. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys for having us. This was so good. So good. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I love you. I was listening to this episode to get it ready for you guys, and I was all but just like taking notes because I really believe the pointers that Ashley and Mike share and the different topics that we cover, they really have helped me so much, and I know that they are going to help so many of you, so I'm just so excited, and I want to thank Ashley and Mike again. And as an exciting update, the book that Ashley is talking about, she has completed and finished the book, and she is going on tour, and I'm actually going to be a part of that tour. So make sure you check out Ashley Lemieux on Instagram and me on Instagram at The Allison Show because we will be sharing details. If you liked listening to this episode and you loved having these steps and you're excited to implement these actionable steps in your life, you will freaking love Awesome On Demand. Awesome On Demand is my monthly membership and each month we have a focus. You get two new completely unique audios and then tons, tons of supplemental emails, text messages, a Facebook group, a community of support to help keep you accountable as you work on whatever it is you want to work on. Every month we have an attribute we focus on. We have um, a new gratitude practice. We have pep talks and even like the workbook. All of that content that I put out is easily accessible within Awesome On Demand. And the coolest thing about Awesome Awesome On Demand is that it costs less every month than one crappy meal. I'm talking like a crappy lunch. Yeah. Like I'm talking like a Chipotle lunch. It costs less than that. Except I like Chipotle. Well, no. And by crappy, I just mean I'm not saying it's like a $30 meal, right? I'm just saying like a fast, (laughs) casual meal. Okay. Um, The price is going to go up at the end of January. The community that we have in Awesome On Demand already is unbelievable. I go in the Facebook group and the amount of support people are sharing. But guess what? If you don't want to be on Facebook with us, that's totally fine because all of the content is easily accessible on your smartphone or on your computer. And we text message and email you if you want to also just make it easy, easy, easy to keep you accountable and help keep you working on creating the life that you absolutely love. So head to the Allison Show forward slash awesome on demand and get in there before the price goes up. We want you as part of the A-team and I just would be honored to have you there. So the other sponsor for the Super Duper Fly podcast tour was Perfectly Posh. They make the most fun products to pamper and spoil you. And they wanted to be sure that those of you at home could have access to them too. So every um, episode as part of this tour, we're going to be picking somebody who leaves a review. And you are getting a custom Allison Show Perfectly Posh Fanny Pack filled with tons of Perfectly Posh products. And you can check out more of their products at perfectlyposh.com. But Eric, do you have a review for us? I do, I do. This is from... Meg Pants. Meg Pants? Meg Pants, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how I stumbled upon the Awesome with Allison podcast, but I am forever grateful that I did. Allison is honestly heaven sent. I always feel like she is talking directly to me when I listen. And I truly feel like she is my friend, though we've never actually met. I am deeply touched by every podcast that I listen to, and I know she is inspired to share the messages she does. In the darkest times of my life, where I feel lonely, hopeless, and despair, I can always count on Allison to pull me out of my hole and pour her light into my life. Thank you, Allison, for sharing your message of hope and light. The world is truly a better place because of you. Oh, and Eric, too. 
I'm like straight up crying right now. <laughs> you knew. I knew. Make pants, we are friends. And I truly am speaking directly to you. And that's why I love the podcast so much because I really do um, picture the individual and I feel like we get that individual relationship. And I'm just so grateful for you. I'm grateful for all of you for taking the time to listen, for sharing on Instagram. I've seen you guys sharing. Will you do me a favor? Will you share on Instagram and tell me what part of the episode you loved, what questions you had, maybe any questions that answered? With all of your guys' feedback, we're able to create more and do more for you, and I just appreciate it so much. So, Mig Pants, we're going to send you a custom, perfectly posh, and the Allison Show fanny pack filled with product. Shoot us an email at awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com, and remember, that's Allison with one L. And the rest of you, keep sharing. We've got tons of posh products that we're going to be sending out and tag at the Allison show on Instagram. So I know what it is that's resonating with you guys. So I can continue to curtail these messages. So hopefully they have even more of an impact for you. I'm so grateful for Eric. Thanks for doing the podcast with me, babe. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm grateful for Ashley. I'm grateful for Mike. And again, I am so grateful for you guys taking the time to listen, to share, um, but most importantly, to implement these ideas in your life so that we can get out there and do some good in the world. And I want to remind all of you, only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. What song are we taking them out on? First off, I just wanted to thank all the people who are joining the club, the best club in the world. Pleasant Pictures Pleasant Music Pictures Club. Music club. I That's know. The <laughs> <laughs> and for using the code Awesome with Eric for 20% off. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're adding music all the time. And this is from a brand new collection that I'm working on called New Wave. And this song is called Johnny Got a Car.